0: Welcome to The Lonely Marketer, sponsored by Page. My name is Glenn Southam, and this is your show for all things recruitment marketing. We share the challenges, the successes, advice, and the screw ups from the leading marketing talent working in recruitment. And most importantly, find out what their favorite swear word is. We speak to the companies working to make marketing recruitment more effective and efficient, and to so those people who have opinions that make you think about things that little bit differently. You can find me on LinkedIn, if you want to follow the bear, then head over to the lonely marketers.com for links to all of our social channels and to sign up for our newsletter. But now, it's time for the show. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Lonely Marketer. Today, I am joined by Amanda Legro. She's the head of marketing from CV Library. Everyone must know CV Library, or at least know the owl. Uh, they would have seen it um, on tube stations, on billboards on websites, everywhere, really. So welcome to the show, Amanda.
1: Thanks very much. Hi, Glenn.
0: Hello. Um, Just um, introduce yourself, really, who you are, what your background is and things like that.
1: Sure, of course. Okay. so, um, yeah, as you said, I'm head of marketing at CV Library. I've been there um, just over three years this time around. I um, actually worked there previously for about three years as well. Um, shortly after I finished my studies at university, went traveling for a bit, came back and then thought, okay, I've got to get real now and get into the real world. Um, mm-hmm. and CV library, I don't, many people may not know is actually based Their head offices in fleet in Hampshire, which is where I come from, where I live. So, uh, it was quite handy to find a company, a growing brand like that. Um, when I first started looking for a job that was back in 2011, um, and I joined the business as press officer and marketing executive. And back then, there was probably 25 other people working there. So it was pretty small. We were working out of converted barns um, over on a sort of farm site, which was brilliant. Um, and yeah, I was there for about three years. The team marketing team started growing around me. It was a really exciting time. I was involved in the businesses um, first and currently still only TV advert. Um, if you actually watch it now, it's, it's very funny to see how we've moved on. From then. Um, Do
0: you cringe um, now if you watch it? Um,
1: I mean, I'm still I'm still proud that I was involved in it, but it's got massive cringe worthy factors. Yeah, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it was really exciting times. You know, I was fairly new to marketing. I'd, I'd worked for a recruitment company before that within marketing a little bit. Um, but it's a really um, everyone on the team is so hands on there. And our CEO and founder, Lee Biggins, I worked directly with and still continue to do so. So it, I was in a fantastic position to just learn so much so quickly be involved in everything from the start. Um, and, yeah, it was really exciting. So the business continued to grow. We then moved offices to a business park and it all felt like, you know, we're in a proper office and sort of felt like things were definitely starting to change um and yeah as I said so I was there for a few years and then um I just decided I wanted a bit of a change I still loved the business and loved working there but I felt like I wanted to experience being in a bigger more corporate business to see what that was like so I then moved over um into the property sector actually but still staying within marketing and PR um that was loads of fun very different working for a business where you know there's a board of directors there's a lot of sign-off processes things are a lot slower um but property is still crazily competitive so there are a lot of comparisons to the recruitment market so yeah, um, yeah it was it was nice to be able to use my skill set and and see how that worked in a, in a business that ran quite differently um, I still stayed in touch with Lee the whole time I was there and a lot of other people at the at CV library. I could see the business was continuing to grow very, very quickly. And um, yeah, I still was really interested to know how they were getting on. I felt excited when they were winning awards and I was still, you know, felt like I was part of that team, maybe where I'd been there from the beginning. Um, and yeah, I was just really proud of the business and how it was getting on. So um, when Lee approached me with, you know saying that there was this position of head of marketing available I've you know it kind of turned my head a bit um I went and had a catch up with him he told me what everything was like now I spoke to some other people that had that were still there um and I thought you know what I've got to give this a go like there's obviously something still drawing me back to this business um and it had you know grown so much in that time that I'd left We now had two two offices on the business park, got regional offices across the UK. um, And it was just a really exciting time to go back. So yeah, I went back. The the marketing team had a couple of people that had still been there from before, but on the whole, um, it was a whole new team um, with lots of different teams within the department, which was exciting as well. And um, yeah, after my first week back, it felt like I'd never left. And I'm still there going strong over three years later. Um, still enjoying it as much as ever.
0: And how and how big are you guys now? Because you're not not even just CV library anymore, are you? You've, got, you've gone stateside and resume. Yeah,
1: library. yeah. So we've got um, about 250 members of staff now, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, we're we're in the states as well with Resume Library, um, where we have a dedicated team looking after Resume Library. But actually, across okay. the marketing department, a lot of us are working on both brands which Mm. is really exciting um and yeah there's there's so much to learn from how how it works in america and and equally you know everything we're doing for CV library we're finding ways to make that work for resume library too and we're in such a great position where you think a new job board starting up now in the states kind of would have no chance of doing well up against the the big dogs out there but with the investment and the experience of the team at CV Library it means you know we're growing very quickly and our name's getting out there and we're, we're in a really really good position Um and it's yeah. very exciting times.
0: Yeah it's, it's always interesting in America isn't it because if you think all oh, the success that that CV Library's had here in the UK if you take the UK and compare it to America the UK's smaller than a lot of the actual states in America, yeah. let alone the country, isn't it? So there's lots of nuances there. Um, just a, a, a quick one. I think a lot of people, like I say, they will be aware of, of CV Library. They've got a very good presence, especially in the in the recruitment industry. A lot of recruitment agencies um, utilise uh, your services and your uh, the CV database and the job posting and things. Um, a lot of work's gone into to building the the cv library brand and from from my point of view i think you guys do try and push the boundaries in terms of your advertising and um, you're quite direct in terms of uh reaching out to people in your communication do you think that's important and that's played uh, a decent role that that type of marketing in the in the growth of the business
1: yeah, absolutely. I and I think you're right. We are, we're direct. And actually one of the things that we always go back to is just being very straightforward and simple with our messaging. See um, mm-hmm. other brands in the recruitment space who try to be quite clever. They put together quite complicated campaigns, which, you know, make sense when you work in the space and you're there every day, but you take, you know someone that's looking for a new job and they've maybe never used a job board before and they come along and it means absolutely nothing to them and so it's been very important for us that you know if they're seeing our adverts they absolutely understand straight away what it is how it works they don't confuse us with a recruitment agency they understand that there's jobs you know in all different industries at all levels um and as Part of that is making sure that the user experience is very easy to follow and straightforward. And we're giving candidates, you know, as well as recruiters and, and direct employers, a really simple, straightforward service that obviously works. Um, and so it's important that our branding reflects all of that. So, you know, I think there's going to be space in years to come to mix it up a little bit more, especially as the brand becomes more well known. Um, but we don't kid ourselves. We know that there's plenty of people out there that have never ever used a job board in their life, not mm. need to up until a certain point. So you just can't assume that they see CV library and know exactly what it is and how it works.
0: Yeah. Do you do you from a from a marketing point of view, we often talk about um being very targeted to our to our audiences, um, you know, getting really key, specific, personalized messages to 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 whoever, whoever we're trying to speak to, is it a little bit different with you guys because your audience is effectively everyone? So how how do you balance that approach between you know appealing to someone's individual needs but also to getting the message out there to everyone? Is that is that a constant challenge?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. It it is a constant challenge. Um, And it is, it can be really hard. I think it really depends on what platform you're looking at and what sort of adverts you're looking at. So Mm. outdoor advertising, for example, where, as you mentioned, you know, we're in the height of our campaigns, we're across the whole of the UK, you really Mm. can't us, especially in big cities and towns. And, you know, we've tried all sorts of formats. With that messaging, we are really clear. It's very general. We want anyone to understand if they're looking for a job that they come to us um whereas once you're registered as a candidate and we've you know got more information on you then it's absolutely key that we are as targeted as possible Mm. nobody wants to sign up to a job board add all their details and then be receiving alerts for something that's not relevant to them at all so that's where we can be really targeted and have really bespoke nice messages
0: yeah did you do you use um do you use a lot of automation? It seems to be a little bit of a a buzzword at the moment, or certainly over the past twelve months, people talk about automi- automation. Um, I don't think a lot of people understand it completely, but I-, I can imagine there's a lot of automation that goes on in the in the background with um, with all of the data you have on on people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're really careful that we're you know especially in terms of email we only want to send people what, what they're interested in so mm. our, um, our tech team are constantly working so hard to develop new ways to make sure our messaging is absolutely right and as targeted as possible And we're always releasing new updates um, to just ensure that the right jobs are reaching the right candidates and
0: mm. it's
1: funny nowadays you can't actually even rely on what a person is inputting themselves they don't always know exactly what the right search terms are so we're using you know we're starting to use a lot of computer science and data science and um you know bringing experts onto the team to really analyze that data and and actually make it a lot more accurate um, Mm. than what an individual can do so um i don't know a lot about it either but it's definitely working (laughs) and we see the results come in and it makes sense i mean you know, you only have to look up on Amazon once to see how great they are at recommending things and suddenly hooking you in to buy something else that you didn't even know you wanted. And it's because data knows better than you what you're after. And so we're, you know, trying to do something similar in the job market.
0: Is that are those the types of companies that that you look at for for inspiration from a from a marketing point of view, from a data, uh, from a user experience point of view, the, the e-commerce companies more so than. Anything recruitment base related?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, of course, we're always keeping an eye on the recruitment space, but I think, you know, the e commerce companies are, are miles ahead of so many industries in that. Mm. And it's not even the big ones. There are some really small companies that just get their targeting and personalization on point. And that means that they seem to emerge out of nowhere and they grow so quickly and it's because they're so good at that side so yes absolutely we we definitely keep an eye out in all areas and you know i'm always getting my team to forward over any any sort of sales email they've received that's turned their head and they've actually bothered to read because (laughs) that yeah good sign
0: (laughs) yeah i i I think about that is that when we work in marketing as well we kind of see through some of the tactics, don't we? A lot more. So anything that does stand out must be really good for 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 us. Um, without putting us too much on a on a pedestal. Uh, one quick one on on the brand before before we move on. Is there a story behind the owl?
1: <laughs> so the owl, yeah. So Barney the owl. So he actually came about. Oh,
0: I didn't even realise he had a name.
1: Yeah, he, he's Barney. Um, <laughs> so he was created when we. Um, first worked on um, this tv advert that i mentioned already so um yeah we had a few storyboards we were figuring out how we could get across all of our key messages into these 30 seconds and then we realized we really needed something or someone to take you through this journey um to bring the advert to life and also just be able to go from from each slide to each slide basically so we um There were lots of different characters. I mean, looking back at at one stage, there was um, a worm that we quite liked. (laughs) Yeah, so now, I mean, I'm very happy that we went with Barney the owl. Um, the, The worm was quite cool. Um,
0: that, that's great mate, mate uh, yeah Barney would probably eat the worm now wouldn't he so um, absolutely
1: yeah. Uh, yeah also at it. that time we were you know we were we came from the converted barns and so it made sense you know internally to have this barn owl um else, you know wise owls they can help you you know with all sorts love so, it.
0: yeah that's love where Barney it. came from <laughs> yeah so that's a good story um just moving on to like we mentioned earlier is you guys are absolutely everywhere um like say billboards down in train stations on trains themselves um i think you've you've done radio haven't you yeah
1: yeah we've done yeah
0: so radio as well as all the digital (laughs) marketing from um from leading a a marketing team like you do and then managing all of those uh different channels um and reporting on them um what's that what, what's that like that must be that must be tough and it must be constant just reflection and seeing what's happening
1: yeah again it really does depend on what sort of campaign you're looking at obviously anything yeah. digitally is fairly easy to track you can see what's working and what's not very quickly um we're you know we're a fast-paced business we're very reactive to what's happening so we'll always start with split tests Turn campaigns on and off where we can online very quickly if they're not working. Um, you know, we don't rest on our laurels. We know we need to keep changing the stuff to get the results that we need. Um, offline marketing comes with its own challenges. It's basically impossible to track the results. It's really very hard, especially as we are everywhere. Um, And often at the same time, you know, we're we're not in a position where we want to just have one type of advert out there to see what difference that makes. Um, Mm -hmm. So, a lot of it is is common sense. It's really using the audience data as well as we can. You know, we we're pretty granular and we plan things very carefully. And word of mouth, to be honest with you, you know, Mm -hmm. comments, especially for a brand like us that has used outdoor advertising for a few years now um you know if we're hearing comments and we're saying seeing people people are letting us know that they've seen our advert somewhere then it's it's obviously working and it's making a difference so we do rely on that quite a lot
0: you mentioned Um, that you do a lot of um a lot of planning how far in how far in advance do you do planning especially especially with like the outdoor type campaigns you you have to do that quite far in advance I can imagine to you know secure space and and everything like that
1: yeah I think we're in a good position now we've done it for for quite a while so it's easier to to put the plans in place and we have a fairly good idea over the next 12 months what we want to be doing and where that being said we're still very quick to react need to be and if we want to put something out very quickly because we keep pretty much everything in house so we've got our design team who can very quickly turn something around for us
0: the lonely marketer is sponsored by our friends at pager marketers use pager to get 90 percent of those pesky consultants to share relevant content to their target audiences combine this with automated and fully branded job adverts pager drives traffic directly back to your website which is then 60 percent more likely to convert not bad eh head over to pager.co that's p-a-i-g-e-r.co to find out more let's get back to the show because you've you've done you've done a couple of um reactive campaigns haven't you was it like um around theresa may recently i'm sure that one sticks in my head something like that
1: yeah we've done quite a few so it is funny because we're talking about our our brand and how it's quite straightforward and simple but that reactive marketing is is one of the ways you know we add a bit of personalization to our adverts and um it's probably more cheeky than edgy i'd say it definitely yeah. attention great to share across social media as well um and yeah theresa may we've used quite a few times yeah. um, got her on sort of ad boards um ad vans going around London and of course that we're planning it you know the day something happens you know the day she resigns like we need to be getting something out there the following day so it's that's very mm-hmm. very quick. and luckily people you know with advance they're ready to react fairly fast um mm-hmm. yeah we've did- how, how does how
0: does something like that look internally like is, is it is it coming from Lee is it coming from you saying look Theresa May is going to resign over the next week. We've got to be ready to go come up with an idea. Or, or how, how does that conversation kind of start and then manifest itself into the guy driving around the streets of London?
1: um it can come from anyone to be honest with you yeah. um you know we always encourage everyone across the not just the marketing department but the whole company to come up with ideas if they see something that they think could work so um absolutely lee will be involved um and he always is he's very good at coming up with one-liners actually so he'll share our um head of design is also very witty he's brilliant at coming up with them and basically we'll all just work together pretty quickly agree that yes we want to do something get get designed to work on the mock-ups, um, normally do a bit of an internal survey to see which one everyone likes best. Um, because again, when you're in the middle of it, to you, something might make absolute sense and be very obvious, but it's not everybody. So we ask people in different teams as well just to make sure it, it is very clear. Um, at, while all the mocks are happening, we'll check that the advan, you know, has got space and we can pick it in. We'll put it on hold to make sure we've got it reserved. Um, and yeah, it happens as quickly as that. You know, we can turn things like that around in a day.
0: Is there a is there a moment when you kind of push the button? You've spent all the money. The design's gone. It's on the end of the van. It's about to drive out, and you just go, "Oh shit! I hope this works."
1: <laughs> I mean, probably every single time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that moment. I think that's that classic marketing fear that we all have, despite us making all this great content, these great campaigns it there's always that fear isn't there when you push the button it can be on an email campaign all, all the way up to having a van drive around in front of millions of people in london there, that, that, that fear never goes away i don't think from a marketer
1: no absolutely and you know and because this is you know one of the only ways that we do we are quite cheeky with our messaging and anything yeah. like that. There can be people that look at it in a negative negative way, but we try really hard just to make it clear it is just a bit of fun. And everything we do is always linking back to recruitment or jobs. We're never doing it just for the sake of doing it. And that's just not what our brand is about. We completely understand that searching for a job is not a fun task. And what we're doing is really helping people. So they are a little bit of fun, those reactive campaigns, but it's still very clear what what they can use our services for and um, how we can help them find a new job. Cool. How
0: do you, um, you talk about the job searching and and, and things like that. It's, and it's certainly changed over the years that I've been been working in it. How, do you think kind of recruitment marketing and reaching out to candidates has has changed a hell of a lot because there'll be people here who, who argue uh, and to be fair, they've been arguing this for the best part of 20 years that that job boards are dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. LinkedIn's <laughs> going to um, overtake them. Um, it's all about personal branding. Um, but despite that, job boards aren't dead. Um, they're still thriving. I think C V library is uh, a case in point in terms of the, the growth over both a long period of time and continued now on in the international um, space. But what what do you see that's that's changed in in the job market that that marketing needs to pay attention to?
1: Um, I think in terms of recruitment marketing, like you've already mentioned automation automation, I swept mm-hmm. data science science a bit. Those things are all emerging. They're really exciting. There's loads of great things we can do with them. I think the industry as a whole does have to remember that it is a real people person industry, and that is still massively important. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I we we integrate with a lot of ATSs and there's a lot of awesome things that they're doing to really help improve and streamline the hiring process and make it easier for recruiters and faster and save them money. Um, We just have to make sure we don't lose touch with that personal element. Um, At the end of the day, if you're applying for a job as a candidate, you don't want to receive automated emails left, right, and center. You you know, you know, truly don't believe anyone's even looking at your CV if that's the case. And I think we do have to be very careful of that in marketing. I think automation can absolutely help um, and it is helping us as a business. Um, and it, it means you can get rid of the really time consuming jobs so you can then really focus on the personal side. Um, so I think yeah, okay. we're going to continue changing. Um, we've done very well up until now to not mention the C word um coronavirus. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw that in there because I think that is probably going to have a massive impact on the recruitment.
0: Yeah. Just and- just in case whatever time people are listening, we are recording uh, this podcast on the 31st of March. So in the middle of UK lockdown. Um so I think it, like you say it is important to uh, to mention it and it probably is going to change the the fu- the future, isn't it? So so yeah, what what what, what do you think might change in in that respect.
1: So I think I mean we've we've all read the articles. You know everyone's remote working now. That that's probably going to have a big impact on a lot of the businesses and the way they work. And you know I can imagine there's going to be more of it. Maybe more flexibility. Um, but also just being more creative with the recruitment process. You know right now we can't all be face to face. We can't invite people into interviews. So over the next few weeks, it's going to be interesting to see what emerges um but you know video interviewing is obviously going to become much more popular we're literally just about to launch it on our site so all clients will be able to arrange video interviews with with candidates automatically via cv library
0: oh, that's cool that's really cool
1: yeah really exciting it's something we were working on anyway but understandably we pushed it up the product <laughs> road <rope. laughs> um i think it's for recruiters the the way that they use job boards might start to change you know we've We've got to pay for performance product. Um, I imagine that will become a lot more popular as well, where maybe keeping a closer eye on budgets and it makes sense to right now. Um, I think looking at, yeah, it will definitely be an interesting few weeks or months to see what emerges and then what we continue to keep using within that recruitment space um I'm sure there's a lot of people already working remotely and they use all of these tactics and they'll be sitting back saying well yeah I've been doing this for years it's great but it'll make people turn heads I think and I think probably more the, the bigger companies where they have their set processes and how the recruitment needs to work they're going to need to adapt and be quite creative quite quickly especially if they want to hold on to those those good candidates um and candidates start to expect more as well you know they they want the right replies within the right timeline and they're not going to sit around and wait so if you're not keeping up um you are going to lose hold of those those really good candidates
0: yeah and i I think it's not to downplay us marketers um our role and our profession is that not a huge amount changes for for marketers is that it's still up to us to identify our our audience's needs and then help them to find a solution isn't it to the challenges and everything they're facing and i think if if anything this current situation is encouraging a lot more collaboration a lot more sharing i'm certainly having more calls and and more conversations than i previously would have had um so from a marketing point of view we just carry on those conversations start understanding our audiences are not a lot more and then dealing with our, our sales teams, our product teams um, to, to start delivering those solutions a lot better. I think we need to see it as an opportunity, don't we?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, job boards, we're all here because we are matching job seekers with recruiters and that's never okay. ever going to change. Um, and you know as a generalist job board working across the whole of the UK there's an awful lot of ways that we can dig a little bit deeper and look at our targets mm. but on the whole everyone's doing it in the same way and it's just making sure that matching's right we're making it as easy as possible for them to uncover those candidates that they're looking for um, which is actually what we do and we'll continue to do so.
0: Yeah do, do you do you see any we mentioned a bit about kind of automation and the, and the changes there do you any, see any like specific opportunities for for people who are listening like working in marketing over the next six to six to 12 months I, I think marketing is going to go from a a nice to have to something that's pretty much integral for most businesses It's starting to take that leap and if anything this current situation has highlighted that as well in terms of communication and, and brand awareness.
1: Absolutely and I think especially businesses where they tie in their sales and marketing teams which you know happens a lot I think they're going to start seeing the differences and really having to divide those and have those marketing experts on board because as you say the communication communication is so important but at a time like this it is imperative that you get it right you send out the wrong message and people don't forget it and you know it you don't want to risk that happening so you need to be people at the right time with the right content and adding value and as you say everyone's sharing more and more at the moment which is fantastic it's really nice to see and I think that's something that will continue um and you know anyone that works in recruitment you know it's a really rewarding job you're helping people you know reach their career goals and that's exciting so we need to remember that human element of it um And yeah, definitely more so now than ever, I think, as we, we tackle the next few weeks and the challenges that I'm sure will arise from it. Um, I love
0: that. Few weeks. That's very positive about like that. I'm
1: very optimistic about this. I'm I'm possibly one of the only people that is, but it's how I keep going, so... <laughs>
0: no it's good there might be someone listening in like October time now as well so if it says few weeks then it might be fine it might be completely completely (laughs) yeah exactly
1: if you're listening in 2021 then we'll probably be all right
0: (laughs) no exactly Um, I I always like this question because I think you learn quite a lot of it throughout throughout your career it might not have been at CV library but it might have where is it where you may have um screwed up a little bit and then you know learned from it and adapted moving forward
1: I've never screwed up, Glenn, I don't know. I love it, perfect. (laughs) little halo halo over the top of your head. (laughs) Um, Of course, we've all made mistakes. Um, I'm trying to think if there's one that's interesting enough to share. Do you know what I did, years ago now, um, at CV Library, actually while we were working on this TV advert, We um, as part of the advert, we wanted to include some logos of some of the companies hiring with us. You know, a really nice, easy way to show candidates that these are the sorts of jobs that we have and from, you know, big, well-known companies um, so they can understand what we're trying to get across. So I my plan was to email out some of the the larger corporates and, you know, invite them to be part of this TV advert and have their logo on it. When I hit send, um, I realized that I sent it to our entire client database, Nice, pretty big. And of course, you can imagine there are a lot of people leaping at the opportunity to have their logo of their, you know, little one man band company on this TV advert. And I had to deal with a lot of responses. That was really quite tough um, and was completely my fault you know i managed to get out of it okay but it has you know if there's one thing that you do before you hit send on any sort of mass email is triple checking or sending it to you.
0: yeah any any typos ever appeared on the outdoor advertising or anything like that
1: not while i've been working there no
0: good. Good. <laughs> uh, do you know what i, I think that in a, in a funny way now marketing and and good marketing is able to to deal with a lot of that stuff a lot better yeah. now with the rise in social media. If you do screw up, is that you can just own it. Yeah. You know, as as long as you're not being offensive and things, and then you've got much bigger problems and stuff. But if you make s- silly mistakes in inverted commas, is you can stand up and own it, and if anything, uh, you get more from it. So much to the point where I'm not sure if it's the. If it's the cynic in me that i think sometimes people make mistakes on purpose to uh to get oh, a little bit more pr so um absolutely
1: cool. yeah we've all received those emails where a link's been wrong or you get the follow-up and it's definitely i think yeah. an excuse to get out another email
0: yeah cool uh cool right close it up um the episode is always good with the the fast five at the end what's the what's the one bit of tech that you couldn't live without
1: um right now probably my um noise cancelling wireless headphones they are like I can imagine. yeah absolutely amazing I mean not flying anywhere right now but they change a flight I mean it's I didn't realize how noisy planes were until I got them
0: yeah I, I've I've got some I've got some at home as well now which like you say are very important at the moment um but it has caused a couple of issues for me especially over the past week or so is when you kind of turn round and I realize that my my three-year-old three-year-old son is, you know, just pulling everything out the cupboards and making a hell of a mess and I just haven't been able to hear him for the past half an hour. So they have their benefits and their disadvantages. <laughs> That's um, true. Uh, yeah. Your favourite sound? Oh, that ties in nicely there as well. Your favorite sound? Yeah.
1: Um favourite sound. Good question. Um do you know what it has got to be the sound of a cork
0: uh, out of a
1: bottle of red wine
0: red wine yeah uh, and, uh, there's a lot I think there's a lot of those sounds happening around uh, around the world <laughs> at the moment yes. a lot more than usual in people's houses <laughs> yeah uh,
1: absolutely
0: <laughs> um other, other than cv library your favorite brand
1: um favorite brand so I mentioned before some of the sort of smaller emerging businesses that really get their personalization on point i think bloom and wild they do deliveries absolutely love their brand really customer-centric you really i really feel sort of invested in their journey um
0: they're very empathetic marketing as well aren't they absolutely Uh, especially you know we're recording this a couple of weeks after after mother's day they appreciate that not everyone's mum is still around and things i i I think it's like their marketing and their messaging spot on
1: yeah they're great i actually recently found they are based in the same office block as our london office so um, uh,
0: okay.
1: i might try and get myself some free flowers from them
0: <laughs> yeah that it sounds good
1: <laughs> and, I, a, and also, oh you've got another sorry. one no, I was, no sorry, i've got another one just a, a larger company um, yeah. really like innocent drinks i think they're very clever and engaging i think yeah. their branding's always been brilliant um they're great you know even their linkedin um the image that they get across is fantastic I think they do a really good job
0: yeah popular choice on the podcast innocent drinks and I I always mention as well is that they've managed to retain that even you know over the past I don't know how many years that was it I think coca-cola bought them um or, or one of the big the big um drink brands bought them but they've still managed to retain that those core values of their brand which i think is um is admirable um if you weren't doing the job that you were doing now and you could do anything in the world what would it be
1: um obviously love what i'm doing now i'm sure everybody obviously as well um do you know, what? i studied at university i studied linguistics and okay. Thought, okay i'll go into journalism or pr you know which is kind of what my journey led into marketing but at the time i also considered being a speech therapist so that's something that maybe like to do Not I'm that's not cool like to do, but that was something yeah that really interested me that's that's really cool oh,
0: that, yeah. that's, that's definitely that's definitely a new one that's good no, no, uh, yeah I, and I don't I don't I don't I don't think you've sworn once in this episode which is which is excellent I, I think I have a couple of times but what is your favorite swear word
1: um I try yeah I try not to swear too much but... <laughs> There are some great swear words out there. I really, you know, it does make me laugh if people say, shit a brick. Uh,
0: okay. A, a, like a little sweary phrase. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 like I, I like
1: that. It's a little bit softer as well, isn't it?
0: It, it is but when you when you start thinking about it it's uh it's quite a painful <laughs> phrase to say <laughs> don't
1: i've ever really thought about it in well that way, there you go yeah. what
0: what an, what an image to um to to end the episode <laughs> on uh I, I, you know is um I, there's some great insight into into cv library there i, I think um like I say a lot of people know the brand but they might not know what goes on behind the scenes to to get um, Barney and your services in front of so many people. So it was brilliant to kind of get a, a look behind the scenes. So um, thank you so much for in, uh, joining me, Amanda.
1: No problem, thanks very much for having me, Glenn. It's been
0: fun. Uh, and everyone out there, please um, please share the episode, sign up um, to the newsletter that's on the, the website at thelonelymarketers.com, and I'll speak to you all very soon.